Welcome to episode two of the PL Surge podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Nix, Professional Learning Coordinator for CMCSS. I'm joined once again by Brian Hampton, who facilitates our learning management system. So Brian, this year has been filled with a tremendous amount of learning for everyone. Yeah, what a year. We know that education is always challenging, but this year has been particularly challenging. The ongoing COVID pandemic, it's really forced everyone in every role to develop new strategies and just to kind of look for novel ways to get their jobs done. And so today our guests are going to touch on on some brilliant new strategies. Today we're excited to have Whitney Phillips, Tony Taylor, and Jamie Wright with us from West Creek High School. They're gonna share some strategies and learning in this COVID year. So why don't you guys start out by introducing yourselves? I'm Whitney Phillips. I teach Algebra One at West Creek High School. I'm Tony Taylor, and I also teach Algebra One at West Creek High School. And I am Jamie Wright, and I am the technology integration coach for West Creek High School. So as we mentioned, this has been a very different year. And what we want you all to share is your experiences that you're going through and how you guys are working together. So Whitney, why don't you tell us some of the strategies that you're using to meet the needs of your students this year? Well, we um, flipped our classroom, I guess, towards the end of last school year. as a team and then kind of going into this year we were like okay we're going to make these videos um, of our notes our guided notes and make those available so it we were sort of prepared for that switch to more virtual learning i guess um, because we had knowledge of how to create the videos and and the programs that we were available to us and what we wanted to use um, going forward but um, obviously we've had to switch it up as the year goes we learn a little bit every time we do something. And again, we're already planning to reevaluate for next semester, how we're gonna do these things. But I think flipping the classroom helped us prepare, I guess, going into this crazy year. And then, um, so we provide the videos for our virtual students and then we're using IXLs to match up with that so that we can monitor that with our virtual kiddos. In-person kiddos, we're still having them watch the videos, but we have activities we're, we're doing with them in the classroom to practice those skills. I don't know if you want to add to that, Tony. Yeah, I, what um, what Whitney has said is is exactly what we've done. We we started this um, more as an experiment, I think, than anything, because we were struggling with with students uh, getting the concepts, and so that's why we went to a flipped model. And of course, who would have ever known that when we went to a flipped model, that's how we would almost be forced to teach with COVID this year. Uh, so it helped us to be better prepared for what we were we were facing, and this has been a this is this entire year so far has been nothing more than a learning experience, because it's all been trial and error. Because none of us have anybody to go to as experts to say, what do we need to do in this situation? Because nobody's ever been in this situation, and so we've we've really had to be flexible and roll with the flow. And the strategies, I think, that have have really helped with our students is really, I I, I don't know that I would call it a strategy, but I think that the ability to maintain that flexibility throughout uh, the the year and and to say, okay, that didn't work, uh, let's try something else. 
and uh, and so we've been we've had to be flexible with with what we were doing and what the students were doing and this year if you're if you if you haven't been flexible this year um i don't know how you're surviving i i really don't uh if you're not flexible right now Hey, and, and I just, I want to chime in here and add uh, for anybody that's not really familiar with flipped classroom model and what that is, what these two amazing teachers are doing and, and have done as a team overall with our, with our algebra one teachers here in the building is they're taking and delivering the instructional part of their content to their students um, independently. So those videos and questions and interactive work that they're sending home, the students are doing outside of class. And then when they come to class, that's the time where they can really barrel in, dive deeper into the, the issues that students are having with certain standards, see what they're not understanding. So it's, it's taking the classroom and flipping it over instead of teaching them while they're right in front of them and then just sending them with work off to do where they might get confused. They're, they're teaching them before they get to class and then the students are coming with, what do I need more help with? So that kind of strategy, I think, really set them up so beautifully for this year. And I think Flip's classroom model allows for a lot more flexibility in that case, because you really know what your kids aren't getting. And when we had to flip remote, I know West Creek went remote before we had the planned remote days. So when we did go remote, the switch over for our traditional kids mm -hmm. to remote was very smooth because they were used to watching the videos and, and receiving their content in that way. So then we were able to then come in and just do our warm up like we normally would, review the notes like we normally would, and provide them then a digital activity, which wasn't that different than what we would have done in the classroom. So, like I said, I think it just it set us up so nicely, and the kids are already used to it. So it it's continuity in this crazy year where there is a lot of no continuity. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so I hear both of you saying continuity, flexibility. Those are the key pieces for this year. Mm -hmm. One thing um, I wanted to ask is, are you only doing virtual? I mean, like, are you only doing in-person or do you do a hybrid? You also have some students who are at home learning. Talk to us about that. Um, I have four traditional classes. One of them is layered. So I have, you know, um, virtual and traditional students at the same time for that class period. And then I have two um, class periods that are completely virtual. Um, one is honors and it's also layered, but we have both. And, and Tony's the same way, right? Yeah, I have, I have four traditional, two completely virtual and two like two of my traditional are layered classes. And the nice thing about it is the method that we're using with the flipped classroom, it works for both. Um, it works for the virtual as well as for the traditional. Um, which has allowed us not to have to recreate the wheel every day. I feel like a lot of teachers are, are doing double the work this year, um, trying to create things in two separate formats. And I feel like for us, it was it's nice that we have um, the videos and that's just, uh, it's the same video for my virtual kids as it is for my in-person kiddos. And that has been really nice for us so that we're not, we're not doubling the work. And that was really what we were doing at the beginning of the year we were using the same videos, but we were 
trying to create different activities and this and that. And so we finally just honed it in and said, okay, IXLs, let's just do IXLs because the kids are familiar with IXL. We're familiar with IXL um, and it works. So why mess with something that, that works where when we were doing the pixel arts and the Google forms and the escape rooms, which is all well and good, it's all very fun. It was more about can the kids, do the kids know how to operate these programs versus do they know the math? And really we wanted to simplify it for them as as well as for ourselves so that grading isn't a nightmare, so that uh, the workload isn't, because this year it is so easy to double or triple your workload because of just the setup of classes and the way that we're being pulled in a lot of different directions. So we really, after the first unit, we were like, no, <laughs> we got to do something to make this easier on us, to make it easier on our kids and to make sure that what we're looking at is, do they know the material, the standards versus do they know how to operate a program? Mm -hmm. So when do you guys take the videos that they're watching in the flip classroom? Whenever when we it, can. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, I worked, I, because we had flipped the classroom last year, we used a different curriculum actually. So we didn't get to save any of our videos. It's fine. Um, but so over the summer, I kind of pre-recorded um, the first unit or so. And then really we it's a couple, two to three videos a week. Usually sometimes it pushes five, but usually it's not a ton of videos a week. And so we just, I use our planning time. I stay after school a little bit, but it's, it doesn't take long now that we know how the process to make the videos, it takes 15 to 20 minutes. That's part of our planning time. That's just part of what we have to do. Do you guys share the videos or do you each do the video for your classroom? We, we share videos quite frequently, actually. I've used Whitney's videos. I know she's used some of my videos. Um, and sometimes that's, and, and we think that's really a good thing sometimes for them to hear it from another perspective because I may say something just a little bit differently than the way Whitney teaches it. And uh, somebody may get more out of that in one particular thing than another. So we, we share videos and that helps us to cut our workload a little bit. But I will say that we, we also feel like it's really important that the kiddos get to know you first before you start sharing the videos mm -hmm. um, because they trust they're going to trust the person that they're hearing from that they're hearing being taught from so one of the things that when we did our um, pd for the flipped classroom was like we stressed make your own videos not that you can't share them eventually because they know that tony and i work together they see us talking in the hall you know what i mean so the kiddos know uh his voice as well and that's been nice but we do stress in the beginning that it's your stuff not just pulling it from the internet and because there are a lot of curriculums now where they are producing videos but then something simple like I was talking about they pronounced um we were talking about doing arithmetic sequences and I was going to steal the video from the curriculum and she said arithmetic sequences and it's just little things like that that you got to be careful about uh that to make sure that if you are using someone else's videos they're teaching it the way that you would they're using the vocabulary the academic mm -hmm. content that you would want your students to have because if you're just pulling stuff and not watching it all the way through that's a mistake and and your kids want to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Your kids want to, they, they like the comfort of their own teacher's voice, their own teacher teaching. And, and I love that these guys have mastered too the, the, um, the mastery of being concise as well. These videos are not like an mm -hmm. hour and a half long. No. <laughs> like, we know there, you have to chunk material. We know that scientifically speaking, that kids, adults, everybody, learners, brains, need a change of pace about every 20 minutes. 
And so for teachers out there who've not tried recording videos before, keep in mind how much chunk you're giving them at a time. So both of you presented at Engage. So what was that experience like? Was it your first time presenting at Engage? Had you presented before this or was this absolutely your first time of presenting at Engage? And how did that go? It was my first time. What about you? It, it was my first time to be at Engage. It's not the first time I've ever I've ever presented um, professional development before. I've done it in some other systems I've worked in, but it was my first time to actually be involved with Engage. And, and I'll have to say, it, but it was my first time to actually present via social media, Zoom, whatever you want to call this platform. Uh, it was my first time to have to do something like that, which that was a completely new learning curve. But um, uh yeah, it was it was a good experience. I enjoyed it. I think Whitney enjoyed it too. We both had a we had a good time doing it. We were nervous, but I think it ended up going like super well. We we were so like we were sitting here like staring at each other, and I was like, okay, my stomach's in knots. I'm so nervous. I want when you're presenting this to your peers, people who are in the classroom, they're they're in there with you, and you want to make sure that you're not wasting their time. That what you're giving them is useful information. We listened to the feedback before we did our second session and kind of like honed in on the things that that, they, that the people really wanted to hear. You guys mentioned that you presented on the flip classroom. So tell us how, how that was. Well, it was really, it was really awesome. I, I think that we are so passionate about the flipped classroom and, and the growth that we've seen. I know I am, I know Tony gets super excited about it too, but like when you're talking about the data um, and looking at last year's data versus this year's data, because we were traditional for the first half of the year. So we were able to compare the data. Even in this crazy year, we're still seeing a difference. We're still seeing growth and stuff because this model is so effective um, because you're presenting them the material, you're giving them time to process at home. They, it's a 10 to 15 minute video. You're not asking them to do a whole lot, write down some questions, copy your guided notes. And then you come in and you have time to really dig in, really get into your standards, really get into, are they comprehending the material? Not just can they look at this question and, and, and work it out, but do they understand why or what that question is asking us? And so there's so much good stuff in the flipped classroom. And so we're, we've just seen so much success with it and we're so excited. And I know some of the other schools have now flipped and because the kids transfer between schools and they come in and they're prepared to like just hop in and, and go run with us, which is really cool. So we really enjoyed it. We'd do it again, I think. I'm yeah, speaking I for would. Tony. <laughs> so where did you guys come up with the idea to start the flipped classroom? That was Whitney's idea. I give her full credit for that one. Uh, she she was struggling with a, one particular class. My honors class, y'all. My honors class. <laughs> And she she decided that 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 she was wanting to try something different. And so uh, our administrators, she talked to administrators and they were fully supportive of trying the flipped model. And so she flipped that particular class. That's the only one she started with. She just started with one class and she flipped it. And the the difference in student learning was so incredible with that one class uh after she did that she flipped the rest of her classes and when when i saw that i said okay i'm i'm willing to to give this a shot and he so is like the best partner in crime that you could <laughs> ever ask for because like i'll be like okay i'll come up with this wild 
harebrained idea and I'm like okay like it's working and I'm, and he was like okay what the heck let's like let's just flip all the classes at the same time. so in January we came back and we just flipped all of them and we it was like everything and he was totally on board and it was something new and we were we were nervous we were like okay are we gonna do this or, or no and is it gonna work or the kids gonna hate us but honestly our kiddos the feedback we got from from our students was amazing and what's super cool is this year now I'm getting emails like from parents saying thank you so much for the videos like I've learned so much about linear functions in the past two weeks because I've watched the videos with my kid trying to help them which mm -hmm. is so cool like I just I'm really passionate about the flip classroom I think it's an awesome an awesome model I was curious about the chronology of this uh you know you're flipping the classroom when exactly did it happen and so you're saying that it happened in January well, I flipped the first classroom in October and then all of it together in January. Okay. And so then you were well ahead of this curve for this thing that was looming out there. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm curious, um, so you're having these successes. When everything started transitioning, did you have teachers just clamoring, just like all these people <laughs> coming to you saying, oh my gosh, tell us about this thing that you're doing? Or was were people just sort of in shock? I think both. I think you, yes. we, we, we saw it all. We mm -hmm. saw teachers that were uh, that were in shock. Um, they just had that that look of total fear on their face, and then you had those that were like, "Okay, we've got to do something, and this 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 is it. This is what we're going to do." It was, you know, we did have teachers coming to us uh, in our own building and 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 going, "Okay, can can you?" Can you tell me what what do I need to do to be able to do this? Because mm -hmm. their fear that they, they weren't looking necessarily to flip their classroom. What they were looking to do was to take what we were doing with the flipped classroom and use it for virtual. Mm -hmm. And and so you know it aided in that aspect. It gave us the ability to to help them. We had some awesome teacher groups from other schools mm -hmm. just reach out, like math teams reached out and like we Zoomed with them at the beginning of the school year, even prior to Engage or right after Engage just and and talked them through it. Like, hey, this is it. And if you ever need feedback, like, hey, we're here because again, this was a total experiment. So obviously we learned new things along the way and we're making adjustments to what we're doing all the time because again, flexibility. <laughs> Um, and so it's really been, it's been awesome having feedback from other schools where they're doing it and they're seeing successes. So maybe they're not using the same programs we are. So it's cool to just hear that feedback. Jamie, as you were watching, um, the flipped classroom experience for Whitney and Tony, how were you able to support them? Um, I feel like, um, <laughs> I feel like I, um, I served as kind of the hotline, like, um, the fix it hotline. So what tool do we use to make the videos? What are the best tools for, we, we've experimented and I'm not taking credit for any of this, by the way, they just asked me to throw well, you need to. Well, I know, right? <laughs> she gets all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we basically just did a lot of trial and error together. Like what video tools can we try? What um, writing tools can we try? I think we have tried every online whiteboard feature on the planet mm -hmm. would you guys agree every yes. writable yeah. pdf feature on the planet just to find what was going to work best for their subject area and then it was it was trial and error and how do we deliver it to the kids too so so i think that's been my job is just to just to be their cheerleader and their support group and she introduced us to I mean, Loom and Cami and Screencastify and Edpuzzle. And these are tools that are provided, you know, Loom is now free for educators. And Jamie told us about that. And then Cami 
which and Ed Puzzle, which are, you know, the district has those programs available for us. So we're not coming out of pocket for them, which I love, you know. And so we're using district resources to do those things. Um, and she introduced us to all of them. We love Ed Puzzle. I think Ed Puzzle is the, the key to making a flipped classroom truly work because you can see if the kids are watching it. You can also see how many times they watched it and you can you can show their parents, hey, like they haven't watched an instructional video for this whole unit. And you can add checks for understanding into those videos with Ed. Yes. Yes. We do yeah. that too. And I, it's so it's so much part of what we do that sometimes I forget to like mention them. <laughs> yeah, we've consistently heard good things about Edpuzzle. Um, lots of people really seem to like it and find it to be an effective tool. It's so good. But Very that effective. That kind of leads me into another question. When you have sought out professional learning, what is it that you were looking for? What kind of specific questions that you have? I mean, clearly, Jamie, is is you all, there's kind of this constructivist thing where you're all sharing information and growing. Were there other things that you were looking at, specific kinds of professional learning that you were searching out? I'm always looking to like figure out how to make the videos better so that it's not necessarily um, professional development in, in the traditional sense of like teaching, I guess. But this year, I feel like it's so relevant that I wanted my my video quality last year wasn't as good. Um, my sound quality wasn't as good. So it's just trying to improve that video quality, especially if that's the way that you're providing that initial content. And then also we've looked into like more hands-on activities that we can do in the class, which is not super great for COVID year, but like algebra tiles. So we did take professional developments on algebra tiles and creating math resources. Him and I have worked on a mm -hmm. um, math resource academy where we can create our own stuff, but, and we've, we've worked on the algebra tile so that we have manipulatives in the classroom so that we can show them and take it from this abstract thought process to something more physical. So in this year, what have been some of your biggest challenges that you guys are facing? Biggest struggle has been um, the technology issues. And I think the other main struggle was, like we said before, when we first started doing it, we were assigning activities from here and from there and and kind of all over the place for our virtual kids grading took forever the kids didn't know about you know how to work those programs so it was more like figuring out how to make those things more condensed now we've created a weekly checklist where they have a one-stop shop so they can go in they know all they have to do is click the video here's the excel that goes with that video and it works them all the way through so everything is linked in one place and they're not looking everywhere i think that's helped us be more organized so along with that, what would you say have been your biggest successes? In this year's, we're alive. We're still here. <laughs> no, but we're seeing the kids grasp the material in this crazy year. We are in the middle of a pandemic and our kids are still showing up. Do you know what I mean? Like they're learning and, and maybe it's not the growth that we would have seen last year if everybody was in the building and things weren't crazy. But you know, our kids are here they are learning and they are growing and they are building, we're building relationships with them. So I mm -hmm. feel like that's ultimately our success is the students. That's a question I had before is uh, with these new tools and this new process, it sounded like you were getting a lot of buy-in from your students. Mm -hmm. And I know some people struggle with that. They struggle to get students to show up. And, uh, and so it sounds like it's, it's going really, really well for you. <laughs> Most days. Um, and we're not going to sit here and pretend like all of our students are doing all the things that they need to do because they're not. Uh, I think especially this year, we have a lot of kids who are just choosing to do nothing, but maybe we don't know what's going on in their life outside of the classroom. So um, 
we're extending grace. You know, I think that's been the word that we're, we're using this year. Um, but I think even last year, but prior to that, like my honors class that I had that, that I initially flipped, it took a while to get them to buy in, but they kept saying, we want to be able to do activities, but I wasn't able to get through instruction in class. So I was like, well, let's try this. Let's do the instruction at home and the activities here, but they weren't always watching the videos at first. And of course I didn't know about Edpuzzle, so I didn't know how to check for that. So I was having to come up with interesting ways to check for that as well. You know, did you watch the video? Um, but as they saw their scores go up because honors kids are, are very grade motivated, you know what I mean? So as they, they bought in and once they bought in, I felt like they were the hardest ones to get to buy in once they bought in and told their friends about it, then it was like, people were on board. And I think the kids who initially struggled and need that processing time, it allows for that. So especially our kiddos with special needs, our kiddos with 504 plans, those guys are getting that processing time um, that they really need um, and being successful. And they buy in so much more. I have one kiddo, he will watch the video at home, but not take the notes. He'll just watch it. And he focuses because that's what he needs. And then during CCRP, he take he sits down with his headphones on and he watches it again and takes the notes. So he's watching it twice and giving himself the time to process. And he's been so much more successful because of that. And so we have those students who are really buying in. Tony, what about your successes? I think it's been much the same. It has. It, my, I've been. I've seen a lot of success with student self confidence because they they'll tell you they they have the ability to to go home they can watch the instructional video and the nice thing about edpuzzle is if they don't understand something they can back up and watch it again um they can back up and watch it as many times as they need to to do that and then uh, they can they come in to class and when we start when i start uh, reviewing material and, and, and we start to prepare for activities, they're excited because they already have an understanding of what's going on. Uh, and and they, they feel confident, more confident about themselves. And I think one of the biggest problems with students, particularly in math, is they lack confidence. They just don't believe in themselves. And, they, and, and I think this gives them more opportunities to do that and that's what I have seen as far as the biggest strength and success is, is the building in student confidence. So Jamie, as a district technology integration coach, you're in multiple schools, working with multiple teachers. What successes are you seeing? Um, well, I think, you know, I, I'm here on the West Creek campus with West Creek Middle and West Creek High. I think I have seen this year and I'm going to try not to cry while saying this because I'm a crier and we all know it. That's the up, up downside of being the woo girl is that the thing I've seen this year is more than ever, teachers have risen to the occasion to do more with less. So, and what I mean by that is they, is less is the time. If we had weeks at a time to prepare for one week of instruction when your classes are layered or when you're teaching virtually and teaching in front, and thinking about teachers still having families of their own, kids of their own that they're teaching remotely and virtually when we have those days out, still managing to successfully educate our kids. I think that's the biggest win overall this year. And for me, it's been seeing teachers realize what they can do with technology that they didn't think they could do before. They're trying things they wouldn't try before because they didn't need to try before. They didn't have to try them before. 
and seeing those light bulbs go off when they figure out they can get like a Google form to self grade or that they can make a video and send it home to their kids for the first time. It's just as exciting as when I was in a classroom and my kids would get a social studies or an English standard and they would have it. It's the same excitement watching that happen with the teachers that I work with. And like I said, I've just seen so many flourish this year and thrive in, in some of the toughest conditions we've ever faced as educators. And, and so that's been amazing, amazing to watch and to be a, a small part of this year. So um, it's, it's really an honor this year to be a resource for teachers, to be um, able to help part, them along Jamie, a huge when part. I can. I mean, honestly, we have needed so much tech support this year. Um, I, she said a small part. She is not a small part. No. And I think I could speak for all the teachers in this building when I say that. <laughs> she is a huge part of our successes this year. Where do you feel you've grown the most professionally over the past year? In the last year, going from one model to a totally different model and style of teaching. And to think that, you know, somebody with 25 years experience can just step in and I guess it, what, I, what, I, what it proves to me is that you can teach an old dog new tricks. I can say professionally, I have probably grown more in the last year than I have grown in many years professionally. And it's been the support of the district. We have great, our curriculum our, consulting teacher is amazing. And our, our administration. Our administration is phenomenal. Jamie is amazing. We have an excellent team here that pushes us to grow that, you know, I went to my admin and said like, hey, I, I have this crazy idea. I don't know if it'll work. She was like, oh man, I've been dying for somebody to flip their classroom. <laughs> and like, and so she helped me dive in. She helped me find trainings. Jamie helped me find the tools. Tony was my partner to talk through it all. Susan sat down from district and, and I said, I want to mm -hmm. flip this unit. I don't have a clue how. And we came up with a plan. So it's not just been a me and Tony thing. It's been a district thing. It's, it's a team. It, yeah. It's a team effort. You can't do this job alone uh, because you're going to you're gonna get left out there alone. Uh, you've got to approach it from the team approach. And that's really what we have, whether it be at the district level, at the administrative level, in the classroom, or, you know, with Jamie, with tech, it's everybody has worked together to grow. Yeah. Right, one word cheerleading thing, because I have to um, bring our academic coach at West Creek High School. Oh, well. yes. Lisa, yes. Lisa Elliott, let me just tell you that as a tech coach, it's a dream when you have a seamless working relationship with the academic coach at your school. And I'm so lucky at both of mine to have that. But when they have like when when they have questions or when they had questions about tools to use with flipping the classroom, had I not been able to go to Lisa and say, talk to me about content. Um, we wouldn't, I don't think we would have known what direction to go. I, you know, having those great working relationships in a school, I think is really important too. And having um, admin and academic coaches in buildings that are willing to work so much with teachers to grow in this way, I think is, is just, it's, it's something you can't, you can't do it without it, I don't think. She is amazing, and she does know the math content, so she is so good to bounce ideas off of. We talked about consistency and flexibility, and there's just, 
an incredible level of thoroughness and uh, and thoughtfulness in this. And so that's it's really amazing to hear that and um, your enthusiasm and your your care and what it is that you're doing. It really comes through very clearly. So we really appreciate that. And um, thank you so much for joining us and sharing. We just so appreciate the work that you're doing, all three of you and, and you being with us. We're so very appreciative. Thank we're you. really thankful and honored to, to get to be yes. here today and share what we're doing. So thank you again to Whitney Phillips, Tony Taylor, and Jamie Wright from West Creek High School for joining us today. And we thank you, our listeners. The PL Surge podcast is powered by your learning journey. If you have a professional learning story you would like to share, you can reach us at plsurge at cmcss.net. This podcast is a production of the professional learning team in the Clarksville-Montgomery County School System. Until next time, keep learning and keep journeying.